What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Fan Culture Podcast. We are back. We missed you guys. I know it's been it's been a minute. Life happened, you know. So uh, we're we're just glad to be back. Glad to get the ball rolling again. Uh, we got Carl here. We got Brandon here. How y'all doing? Good. I'm all right. Glad to be back. All right. I'm all right. Back in the stoop. Cool. Cool. Well. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Um, NFL playoffs, uh, we're one game away from the Super Bowl now, so we'll break down those matchups uh, there as well. Uh, we'll talk WNBA. WNBA had a big uh, CBA agreement, um, some major changes, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll react to you know NBA rookies so far, who's standing out to us and who's the front runner for Rookie of the Year. We're going to talk Odell Beckham. Uh, Odell Beckham had a huge uh, impact on the national championship game, but we'll talk the national championship game too itself. Odell took some L's over the over the week. But first things first, we're going to talk WNBA and uh, the new CBA that they passed. So, Brandon, you got it up right now. So you want to briefly explain some of the changes? Yeah. yeah. So this is directly from a WNBA website. Um, and it says WNBA and WNBPA reached tentative agreement on groundbreaking eight-year collective bargaining agreement. Um, essentially, it says significant increase to player cash compensation and benefits. Cash compensation tripled to more than half a million dollars for top players, enhanced travel standards, expanded uh, career development opportunities, new child care, maternity, and progressive family planning benefits. League launches WNBA Change Makers partnership platform to enhance players' experience and drive business transformation. And it goes on to like give more details about you know the agreement itself. I think this is is good. I, mean, I know we talked about you know um, WNBA um, a couple episodes ago. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was but, a while ago. Um, whether or not it should get more light shown on it, and uh, I mean, with this agreement, it's definitely going to. I I would assume so. I I just I think it's good. I'm looking to see how this affects the players directly and what's going to happen you know over time like what's going to happen in the next let's just say not even eight years is a eight-year agreement but the next two to three years you know what 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 do you what do you guys think what we can expect or, or what changes we should assume with this agreement now proposed or now into motion are we excited about this are we just how do we feel how do we feel I don't brag a lot, but I do want to take the time to say I was right. Okay. The discussion, the debate. Remind the listeners what what, what the debate was. I can't remember exactly who it was because it was a very specific uh, WNBA player that made a tweet complaining about the pay. Mm -hmm. And there was a debate on this show about basically how the women get paid more is it money that's already there that needs to be split in a pool in a more fair fashion Mm -hmm. so that the women can just get a larger piece of the pie that already exists or does the wnba need to do something like market get more fans get more money to pay the WNBA players. Right. I always thought that the WNBA was a growing league. It just wasn't a lot of interest simply because, and it it sucks to say, 
but I really just don't think that there are that many individuals in the world that care about women playing basketball. I just think that as a league, women playing basketball does have a much lower ceiling than a men's league. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that the WNBA is lower than all men basketball leagues because there are local men leagues you know you have rec gyms that have Obviously. leagues that yeah you know yeah. so not literally all but i'm just saying i do feel I think like we're talking the, about like leagues on a on a larger right. scale i mean you, yeah. you look at you look at the WNBA and you look at the the rapid growth of like the, the big three you know something like that mm-hmm. but uh i just felt like there was a ceiling and i felt like what you have at the moment just needs to be split more fairly between the players and the owners and it appears that that's what they're doing you know um I, I did read an article and from what i was reading they said that they're uh very very close to like an even like 50 50 split when it comes to you know the revenue starting in uh 2021 yeah right 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 they're gonna uh start 50 50 2021 or whatever and i just want to say that now to answer your question in regards to where i see the league going can the WNBA be larger than what it is now? Yeah. How much Why larger? Why the hesitation? Why the hesitation? Because when I say yes, I mean it, but I don't think that it can be much larger. Let's say the WNBA at the moment has a total of 10 million fans. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're ever going to reach 50. I don't know the exact number, but I'm just saying, if you tell me right now they have 10, do I see them becoming five times larger than what they are now? No. I think, and and here's the thing, you know, coming from, you know, playing basketball and, you know, watching basketball most of my life and having friends that uh, played basketball, uh, men and women alike, I think the the difference, I think, not in just the athleticism, it's just um, entertainment value. I think there's 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 a difference between like supporting athletes and then supporting like the the overall entertainment of it because that's that's why people go to watch games, right? They want to be entertained. Exactly. And I think that what the NBA provides versus what the WNBA pro- provides is the NBA, what I'm trying to say is they both have players that are like some of the best in the world, correct? Mm. However, in the NBA, they have players that play in that league that don't play like anybody else in the world. Like, as far as like, I don't even want to say like, oh, they just because, oh, they can dunk or whatever. It's that just, does play a large part. It does, as far as like entertainment, because if you're watching something that like you could do yourself, technically right it's it's not gonna be as wow it's not a a, like a wow factor and i think that kind of goes to like your point and like um where you're saying you don't think they have a very high ceiling that plays a part in it however you can find ways around that i think you know adding additional markets you know overseas trying to find like some of the best players from other countries, uh, which I think they've been doing. But I mean, I think it, it has potential to be televised more. I just don't know at the rate 
like it, it'll be a slower rate than NBA or you know a, a male league or or men's league. I mean, I think that I think the the most successful leagues that we have, you know, in the U.S. are the ones that invest the most into their players, into their entertainment. You know, being the NFL, being the NBA. Not to say that I think the WNBA should model themselves after either one of those two, because it is a different product. You can't model yourself after a product that is different, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I understand that. But, you know, taking some of those principles and applying it to their league, I think can have an impact. Uh, like you talked about, you know, international. I think with the increase in salaries and just the numerous benefits that came along with it, uh, you're talking about an increase in mental health benefits. Uh, I saw something where they said, um, like for apartments, like two bedroom apartments, if you have children and stuff like that, things that we had no idea didn't exist. You know, you just yeah. figure that stuff was already happening, but it wasn't this whole time. Just the increase in benefits. I feel like if you invest more in the players, the players are more willing to contribute and drive your league forward. Um, that wasn't quite the case previously because I because there were a lot of players. I remember there was a phase where like Diana Taurasi and I think a few other high profile WNBA players were playing uh, overseas during the off season because mm-hmm. it's like I'm making more money, I'm getting yeah. more notoriety over yeah, there than I am. Paid to sit out, right? Exactly. Then I'm getting paid in my own league. So I think by them showing, you know, from WNBA WNBA perspective, hey, we are investing in you. Hey, therefore, you know, theoretically at least, you would think that okay, I would put more effort, excuse me, effort, energy, um, you know, do whatever I can to help continue to push and drive the WNBA forward. Um, so I would think that would be an impact. You know, there's obviously no guarantee, but I think that it can do do wonders because it actually they actually invested in the players. This whole CBA was a player based thing. Yeah. Um, Shout that, out to uh, Neka Gumake. I think she kind of like spearheaded um, like this. She heads the WNBPA. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So no, definitely shout out to her. Um, and they getting an eight year deal. That was a very big thing for that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, oh, we're going to try this for three years and see how it works. No, you got eight years. Some yeah. when, some professional athletes' careers don't last that long. The only right. thing that kind of has me, like, has not hesitant, but, like, like looking at it a little weird is it says tentative. Like, why why tentatively? Is because they're ironing things out or is it they're not ready to give them everything at once it probably has to just officially be ratified i don't mm-hmm. I, there may not be too much to look into it from from that standpoint i wouldn't anticipate any major changes um before it's ratified because ultimately they've agreed to general terms you right. know what I I mean? so there may be some tweaks here and there but i think ultimately what you read is what's going to be in the cba for sure um so i think i think it should be fine there so one of the things that we kind of talked about uh via text once the news broke about this um, they have a benefit in there that's basically you're entitled to your full salary when you're out on maternity leave. Kind of got to talking about that. And someone isn't quite on board with getting your full salary when you're off um, for maternity leave. I was working, so. I don't know how many women actually listen to this show, but I guarantee you if we have women that listen to this show, they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They hate you me. You don't know that. No, nah, they hate me. But okay yes this if you haven't recognized my voice by now this is carl speaking and yes that was me i stated that the only thing that i did not agree with in terms of the initial deal points that were publicized was the fact that you do get paid your full salary for maternity leave and i just feel like 
if you are making a decision for any any professional athlete if you are making a decision that keeps you from competing you should not get paid your full salary same way jay williams gets hurt riding a motorcycle now i understand it's different because in the contract it says certain things that you cannot do skydiving riding a motorcycle like there are dangerous activities that they place in the contract that they say you cannot do and the chicago bulls were gracious gracious enough to still uh still granted right they they actually picked up his option so he was paid for that next year mm -hmm. but i'm just saying there could have been a consequence for that if you are having unprotected sex and you get pregnant and that enables you from playing basketball i don't understand why you still get all of your money it's just i just i just don't understand that i'm not saying that they shouldn't i'm not gonna protest it and try to find and like find a way for them not to do it it was just the first thing that came to my mind as soon as i saw that i said why and then i stated that I didn't agree with it. So, I don't like. I don't. So do you I think they should get like a, a percentage? Yeah. A sh okay. Like not I, that. Not that they shouldn't get paid at all. Let's, no. No. Okay. You should still get paid simply because you're on the team and you are still an employee. Like I still work for you. Yeah. I'm still an employee. I'm still on the team. I'm still under contract. So I should still get paid the same way. If I miss time for anything else, I still get paid. Yeah. But because it was your decision. Like you didn't get pregnant because you were at practice and you fell on some sperm on the floor. Like you chose to do that. So we'll pay you still because you're on the team, but you're not getting all of it. Uh, That's the only thing. I just don't feel like you should get every dollar. I, I, I see your point, but I, I see how that would be more harm than good. Uh, not just harm like for who harmful as far as like, like marketing standpoint, but also just like, gonna have a lot of angry women like <laughs> you could you would be even angry if i said i'm not paying you at all i mean true but i mean so i'm still giving you something but the, you the way, chose to get pregnant. but the, but the way it, it it's kind of sounds and i i wasn't i didn't chime in 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 our our, our group chat uh because i was busy and not that i don't care i'm just kind of indifferent about it all right so i'm, but I'm gonna say question. that let me let me finish my thought real quick it's almost as if it's like a deterrent for like like getting pregnant you know what i mean like yeah that's not gonna sit well with a lot of people and it's gonna drive more people away from the league players included than kind of like bring them together you know it drives people away from the league especially like when we talk about the WNBA being larger than what it is now mm -hmm. the way they do that is by acquiring more fans you know what drives fans away when you don't produce a product. When we talk about LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Paul Curry. George, Steph Curry, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, when we talk about these mega stars in the NBA doing their load management, and I'm not saying all of those players participate, but I'm just saying when we no talk about intended. these players not playing, oh, that was a good one, but when we talk about these players not playing and it affecting the fans, and oh, this is my only opportunity to see you live, and now I don't want to go to the game because you're not playing. You're sitting on the bench. I've never seen Maya Moore play basketball in person. And now let's say they do expand and they get a team in Fresno 
and I want to go to the game because I do like Maya Moore. But I find out Maya Moore got pregnant. So now I'm not going. So now you've never received money from me. So the team takes a hit because their players are not playing because you're on maternity leave. But I still got to pay you your full salary when I'm losing out on money because I have new fans that may not come because this was their only opportunity to see you and they find out you're not playing or we have fans that regularly come because they like seeing you but now you out for the next 10 whatever months because you're gonna miss some time even after you deliver because you got to spend time with your child so you done missed a year and now we have fans that haven't been coming to the game so i'm missing money as a team owner because people aren't coming but i still got to pay you so it, it does work both. At least let me get some of that money back by not paying you. Do, do you guys know if NBA players get paid, you know, their normal game checks for games that they take off due to load management? I know that they discussed Kyrie Irving missing money, but I believe that was an incentive. He mm. missed like two incentives by not reaching a certain amount of games played this year. And he missed like, I want to say like 500,000 this year or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's a cool little how NBA thing. contracts are set up the fact that they have incentives and then with the WNBA right. you talking about oh you get your full salary mm -hmm. so with the five the, with them talking about the raise I don't know if a part of that is incentive to where it can be up to or if oh if you've been all-star this many times you just get this base or yeah. if you've been MVP you just get this base blah 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 but I know that yes to my knowledge you can miss out on money by not playing every game if you're an NBA player. The only thing I can see, well, not the only thing, the only thing right now that I can see that they could recoup some of that money is create a campaign surrounding NBA moms and draw more attention to the WNBA, excuse me, I said NBA, WNBA moms, draw more attention to the league through that way by showing, I don't want to say, like, lack for a better terms, like, like uh, how motherly they are and just like see what th what they can do with that but also is that gonna make you watch it'll bring more attention to the but league attention from who fans do like good people though they love to see it's a good story people people media they it, link, they link to stories clicks. they link to great stories it'll be it'll, so. be, it'll generate a lot of clicks i don't know because the, the greatest thing about steph curry especially if they're talking about like and riley curry was the fact that she was sitting with him at a press conference after he scored 30. If it's just Steph and Riley, how much attention do you get from that? But it's Steph and Riley after he just played. So if you show Candace Parker and her child that she has with Sean Williams and she's not playing, she's just, hey, I play in the WNBA, even though I'm not playing right now, but I got a child, so y'all should watch. What does that do? Like, I don't, I don't, I just don't see how that makes, how that like generates interest in a league that you're not playing in because you're a mother. No, I, I, I think what it, it would do is, is saying, oh, the player that I already like, it's diff different. Okay, depending on what the entry point is, right? If I'm a, f a fan, or I'm just, I, I'm already a fan, right? Mm -hmm. And a player that I like, um, gets pregnant, and then. We get to see her, you know, as a mother or whatever, and and like they have like a whole campaign where they're promoting like how to like how they are as mothers and and bringing more awareness to that, but also while all all while bringing awareness to like the league itself. 
I like that idea, but if I'm a if I'm a person who I've never seen WNBA game and I don't really know players and I see that campaign first, then it might have a different effect, possibly. But I mean, who doesn't like good mothers? I think that that it just so you know. so I'm gonna jump in here real quick and then we'll we'll move on shortly. So after after we went back and forth a few days ago, I kind of started to think about it again. And I think this was the right move for two reasons. One, just like I said earlier, this was a player focused CBA. So if you're showing your player focused, hey, you know, keep that same energy. Like if they were to say, you know, no, no pay or 50 percent pay, whatever, whatever is not player friendly. You know, it kind of goes against everything that they were focused on. Um, But two is especially as a professional athlete. If you're a professional athlete that's part of a sports organization, you're a full-time employee. Like, for example, I work for the county. If I were to go out to the club right now and I get in a scuffle or something like that and someone videotapes it, that may or may not have any impact on my job at all. But let's say you are a Maya Moore and you're in the club and that's videotaped and all that stuff. You may be out of a job because of it. Well, you're so, more I mean, you're more known. To you're, yeah, you're you're more you're more known. Player. But just just the fact that a lot of stuff that you do off the court can impact your on the court you know status. So it's like you're literally a full time employee like for every single moment of your life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like different than you know us during during our normal day job. So yes, they're not playing on the court. I don't know how it goes for you know. Um, you know, mothers that are, or not mothers, but WNBA players that are on maternity leave, for example. Okay, if I'm pregnant, does that mean, does the doctor usually recommend, like, after I'm three months pregnant to no longer play? Um, that doesn't mean that you're going to be on bed rest or anything like that. I am i don't know if they still go to practice sessions to film, if they still go on the road, all those mm-hmm. kind of things. Uh, so they're still contributing to the team. I understand not on the court. That's the main thing that we care about. But it's not like they're just off work, you know, chilling, not doing anything. Most of them don't go on bed rest until, you know, about eight months or so, yeah. you know, a month before the baby is born. Yeah. So just the fact, you know, you're still a full time employee, even though, yes, your main function is playing on the court. OK, right. it's like. It's like being at work and there's an accommodation. Okay, I can't do this right now, but I can do all these other things as part of my job. Okay, cool. We're going to have you do that, you know, for 40 hours a week, whatever the case is. So I kind of think of it from that st- that same standpoint where it's like they are still working for the organization. They're still doing things. They're still representing that organization at all times. Um, and they have to always be conscious of their decisions, whether they're on maternity leave or not, in terms of how that's going to impact the organization from a, you know, uh, fans perspective media perspective whatever the case is so that's why i'm not opposed to it i mean i think i think it's just fine because they are still you're it's like a it's like a reward more so for being an upstanding you know employee upstanding um representative of the organization more so than it is you know i just see it doing like more good than harm because i mean they'll probably spin it like we can do both you know what i mean like we can be great moms and great athletes at the same time type thing. I think they should be paid. I don't think they should be fully paid. I think 75 to 80% is a good number to where you're still getting more money, especially with the raise. You still get more money than like the average person is. And I mean, if you wanted your full check, should have wanted to be a basketball player. Be abstinent. You should no, not <laughs> abstinent. I'm just saying you should have wanted to. You shouldn't have put yourself in a position to where you can't play. But then I also want to ask because we are only talking about one specific type of woman when we consider that. 
what about the women that don't like men? The women that have to deal with, well, she on my team. Mm. And she not playing. And she getting her full check. And I'm here every day. And I'm playing. And I'm getting my full check. That's a good and point. I'm not getting pregnant because I don't like women. Well, that's, I mean, I don't like men. So yeah. the way I'm just the way the world is shaping out to be right now, if that starts to become a complaint from, let's say, and I don't know for a fact if she is. So if she's not, I highly doubt she's ever going to hear this, but I apologize now. But you look at somebody like a Simone Augustus. Mm-hmm. I don't like men. I don't deal with pregnancy, but I just don't like the fact that somebody can get pregnant not have to do all the work that I do and still get the same exact paycheck. Well, you don't think they would support their 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 uh, hypothetically speaking, some may not. I mean, you people women are people are different. People well, are different. I'll, for sure. people I'll, are different. I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this: there may be you know some that you know are in relationships with you know a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, a doesn't mean you can't still get pregnant. You know, you can if you choose to. But I'm just um, saying for those who I'm not carrying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You may not be you may not be carrying. Um, I wonder I wonder if there are even things in place for, OK, maybe, you know, me and my partner are adopting. Um, how do I get benefits and stuff like that to where it can protect them as well. Yeah. And they can are entitled to benefits as well. And, and not can I take time off and get out. my full check because we because my partner just had a baby because we did a like a, mm-hmm. a sur- well, not right. surrogacy, but yeah. like I actually. You know, Simone Augustus has like a girlfriend who, yeah, stuff, who yeah. actually is pregnant. Do I get my full check if I take time off to go help her raise the baby for three months? Yeah, that would that would be interesting to find out. I would ultimately think that they have protections in place like that, but Honestly, there's no I, there's no knowing for sure. I so would just have to wait and see. I guess I wouldn't be yeah. shocked if that wasn't even discussed. Well, I wouldn't be shocked. Maybe they'll have to iron it out in the next couple of years. We'll just have to wait and see. If, but I'm glad you brought it up because you know, honestly, I completely forgot about if that. If that's in the CBA, I don't care about mater- I don't care uh, about the women getting pregnant then. Mm-hmm. Like that that completely eliminates my whole dislike for it. If if you have something in place for the women who don't live that type of lifestyle, but they can still take time off because they choose to have a family as well and they can still get their paycheck, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Well, uh, we'll wrap up this conversation. This was a healthy conversation. We we got explosive the last couple times, but uh, you know we. That's what yeah, Sakani was probably, here. Yeah, y'all probably couldn't even hear us talking. It was just. Eliminator. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so so let's move on to uh, the NFL. Um, NFL playoffs have been exciting. They've been some just some shocking results. I feel like the playoffs are more enjoyable because the Patriots aren't in it. To be completely honest with you. I didn't expect it's a new first look. week loss. I didn't expect it either. I thought they were going to lose in the divisional round. Um, to they would have probably they would have played Kansas City. I was expecting, and then they were going to lose to. Kansas they wouldn't City have played lose. Baltimore like Tennessee did. Um, no, because Houston was the lower seed. Okay, so Houston would have then gone to Baltimore. Okay, New England was the third seed, so they would have gone to Kansas City had it still played out the way it did. Right. Who do you guys think was the most surprising loss? Uh, the most surprising loss Baltimore. No, I'm gonna say New England. New England, yeah. Baltimore didn't surprise me that much, to be completely honest with you. The most shocking one, and I didn't anticipate this, but I guess the most shocking one in real time was Houston losing to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. They were up 24 to nothing. Yeah, 24 to nothing in Arrowhead. You just assume like they're gonna pull that out, and the fact that 
you know, it went to halftime and Kansas City was up 28-24. was insane. If we're just talking like this team lost, for me, it's New England. If we're talking about the way a team lost, it's definitely debated between Houston and Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't, after seeing Tennessee beat New England, you know, Lamar Jackson not playing. Well, I'm sorry, not Lamar Jackson. But the Baltimore Ravens mm -hmm. not playing. Well, no, I'm sorry, not even the Baltimore Ravens, but just some of their players yeah. not playing for three weeks. You know, because they kind of they, they rested some players the toward the end, right? Yeah. So or so key just, starters, right? Yeah. So like, so some key players not playing for three weeks, and then it's it's Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I, I just didn't expect. And then you lose, like you didn't lose by three. It was a pretty bad loss, and then you basically got like you, you gave up 51 straight. Yeah, I mean, well, it was it was forty one unanswered points that they gave up. Uh, I think they ended up scoring because they ended up losing what fifty one thirty one. So they ended up was scoring seven. I'm I cut it off. Yeah, last yeah. time I looked, it was fifty one. But no, I, thought I, that's I, how I, finished. I know they scored at least forty one unanswered, yeah. which is insane. That's crazy. I mean, they were going touchdown, touchdown, touchdown every drive, yeah. and Houston shot themselves in the foot a lot. Um, I don't want this to be held against Deshaun Watson because I honestly don't put any of it on him. I put a lot of it on you play can't calling. Control that many touchdowns being scored by another team consecutively. Right. I mean, they they did their part and they put up 24 points to start. You score 24 points in a playoff game, you're in good position to win. You don't expect yeah. someone to put up 51 points in a playoff. That's game. wild. I mean, it's I, I I do put a lot of it on play calling. Uh, they had some stupid things like it was like a fourth and short. They decided to kick a field goal mm -hmm. um, and go up 24 nothing instead of going for the touchdown to be up 28 nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay, worst case scenario, you don't get that fourth down. Okay, now Patrick Mahomes has to go 98 yards to go score a touchdown. You know, go get their first points of the game. Right. But you kick the field goal. I think after that, they followed up with a very good kick return. And then they scored after that. There was a fumble on a kickoff return by Houston. And then everything just went downhill yeah. after that. So um, that loss was definitely shocking after seeing them going up 24 nothing. I was like, there's no way Deshaun Watson and the crew are going to give this up. And it happened, like, in a matter of minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. every time I felt like the game was over, I look, it's 21-0. And I'm like, dang. And I start looking again. I see 24-0. I'm like, all right, yeah, this is really, really, this is a really bad way for Patrick Mahomes to go out. I look again, it's 28-24. Now I start watching and I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody prayed they butts off in that yeah. locker room. One, once they went ahead, it wasn't even close. Houston never had a chance to win after they after they lost the lead. Who do you think like in that locker room kind of like galvanized the troops? Like Kelsey. Um, Kelsey? I know Patrick Mahomes, they they got him on tape, you know, on the sidelines, you know, constantly encouraging the offensive linemen, skill position players, stuff like that. Um You'll see during times of like adversity, he does that a lot, and they always get it on camera somehow. You know, go figure. But um, He's like the golden boy. But yeah, no, I definitely think he was one of them. Um, another one was probably Tyron Matthew uh, on the defense, mm. especially since he used to play for the Texans. So, yeah. uh, especially once he got going, like he was all in Deshaun Watson's head because I mean that was his former teammate. So I mean he Deshaun Watson, you could tell he's like looking at him. Okay, he's 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 you know coming up. Is he gonna blitz? Oh wait, is he is he in double coverage? Is he just floating? Like yeah. he was watching love, him. That's why um, I love Honey Badger yeah. so much because he can play corner, he can play safety, he could play kind of like close up like a linebacker. You yeah. never know what he's doing. The only guy that's anywhere close to him, and not even the same caliber as like Amika Fitzpatrick. With the Steelers, he's yeah. capable of doing those same yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, yeah. He, he but Tyron Matthew is Tyron Matthew is that dude. People just forget 
if he didn't have all the off the field issues and you know, LSU injuries. and injuries, drug problems, and his you know life kind of spiraled out of control, he would have been a top ten pick for Absolutely. sure. For sure. I mean, people were constantly talking about him. Yeah. Like this is that dude, coming out of college, you know? right? Yeah, coming out of college. So LSU, just um, a baller. Yeah, he's he's a he's a gamer for real. So. Um, definitely shout out to Tyron Matthew. Shout out to the Chiefs. I'm glad the Chiefs made it because I did not want to see uh, Texans and uh, Titans match up again for the third time this year. Um, yeah. Just, if I get Tennessee and Green Bay in the Super Bowl, I'm, I'm going to be pissed. honest with you. I'm not watching it. I'll be pissed. I do, by any means, I do not want to see the Titans in the Super Bowl. I don't care if they have a controversial call like uh, last year's NFC mm-hmm. Championship. I don't care. If that gets them out of the playoffs, I'm fine with it. I do not want to see Tennessee by any means. Sometimes, yeah, it's just certain teams. Like, I just don't want to. It just don't look right. Because you're, you're not used to seeing them in that position? or Well, like, ultimately, make no well, sense to me. one thing is I feel like they're not, one of, they're not one of the best teams in the league. They're just one of the hottest because they have the hottest player in the league in Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that's how Super Bowls go sometimes. Like, the Giants have gone on runs where they yeah. went on the road, you know, for three straight games, made it to Super Bowl one. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's just I don't want to see Tennessee in it so because who, who they're not one think? of the best. It's teams. like seeing a really pretty girl with an ugly dude. It just don't look right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, that's the best way I could put yeah. it. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. But I mean, who do you guys think is gonna win out of those matchups? Um, I see, I see a the Can- Niners are hot right now. I see a Kansas City and Niners Super Bowl, but I would prefer to see a Chiefs and Packers Super Bowl. I want to see two of the best, you know, armed talents of all time, you know, go up against each other in a Super Bowl. I would love to see, you know, both of them throw for 375 yards, you know, three touchdowns, hold all up, that stuff. But you're from hold California. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a Niners fan. you saying Jimmy Garoppolo isn't one of the greatest armed talents of all? Porn star Jimmy? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Where did that even come from? Who started he was dating, that? Uh, Max Kellerman. Yeah. To my knowledge. Cause they saw him with the Max porn star. Yeah. He start calling porn star Jimmy. Yeah. Can, I mean, but I but I do what? but I do like the matchup of okay, Patrick Mahomes trying to navigate through the front the and Niners G line. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> but I would love to see grades. I would like to see, you know, Mahomes go up against, you know, the Niners defensive line as well and navigating through Bosa and Buckner and, you know, all those guys. Yeah. Um I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, Richard Sherman in another Super Bowl, you know. Both of them gotta wear stuff. their red jerseys. Just to make nah. it confusing. Yep. That's like that's like when you're playing online on nah. Madden or 2K and like hate they do the same jerseys as you. I'm like, bro, why? Like you're they the home team. They like changing your to yours. <laughs> no, nah, the Niners they got to do that little they white, the white on white. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They like the kind of like old school, yeah. ni- like 90s ones. But I mean, yeah. To answer the question, uh, I mean, honestly, when when the games were decided for the championship games. I posted that I predicted uh, Chiefs and Niners. Before the season started, I predicted New Orleans and Kansas City with Kansas City winning. Before the playoffs started, we all put in our predictions for who we had winning the Super Bowl. I said Kansas City. I still thought the Saints were going to go a little further than they did. That game went how it went. But, I mean, my pick to win was Kansas City all season. So, I got Kansas City Niners making it. And just because I picked them months ago, I'm not going to yeah. change. So I'm going to just stay with Kansas City. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't care. Yeah. How you feeling, Brandon? Who you think? Well, I thought Seattle would get further than they did. But, I mean, now that we're 
here I, I think I don't know I, I just it's, it's kind of foolish to bet against Aaron Rodgers he's been there before too so a long would, time ago yeah but I mean I, I'd say Aaron I, I'd say the Green Bay Packers or San Francisco yeah honestly the last time Aaron Rodgers went to the Super Bowl I might have been a virgin so 2010 yeah I was yeah. so honestly I just I feel like every year they put that on Aaron Rodgers he's most talented quarterback really might be the most talented quarterback of all time because of his arm talent and then you add the legs because he he's he he is mobile it's kind of a wild but card. I can't move but, but I, I feel like it's the it's hmm. the same thing that happened to Dan Marino where you have such an elite talent and therefore you take them for granted you don't put proper talent around him you never surround him with the defense he yeah. had a defense the year they won yeah um but I feel like they took him for granted. They gave, they gave him his weapons, you know, his offensive weapons, and that was it. But Devontae they, they Adams said, balling. Yeah, shout out Devontae Adams, Fresno State. Yeah. And that's another reason I wouldn't mind seeing him in there. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing Devontae Adams in a Super Bowl, you know, repping Fresno State. But, yeah, uh, random side note, too. I They got to do something with this playoff format because Seattle finished, what, 11-5? and five, And Philly finished 9-7? and seven. Why is Philly hosting a home playoff game? Just because they won the weakest division in the NFL. Seattle was 11 and 5. I mean, they, and when you really think about it, they were what, half a yard away from actually getting the number two seed in yeah. the NFC. And now they got to go to a five seed, go play on the road the first game, then go play the number two seed on yeah. the road. Like, I don't know. I feel like winning the division should only guarantee you a playoff spot. It shouldn't guarantee you anything else. You don't get to have a home nah, game okay. or guarantee a top four seed. Like, no, you're just a guaranteed in in the playoffs. Right. Like, Philly, in my mind, should have been the sixth seed. They were the worst team in the NFC, record-wise. So you get your playoff spot, but once all teams are decided, you then reorder by record. By by record, you know, and then tiebreakers for head-to-heads and all those, all those kind of things. I'm not even opposed to having a tiebreaker be, okay, let's say um, both Philly and Seattle were both 10 and 6. Okay, a tiebreaker can be, okay, did you win the division? Okay, cool. Philly's going to be a higher seed than Seattle. I'm yeah. fine with that. But the fact that Seattle, or not Seattle, but that Philly was a four seed just because they won the NFC East and therefore you get to host a playoff game, eh, I'm not really, I'm not really on board with that. I agree. I mean, if you have a better record, technically you're – the better team even if you won all the weaker teams in your division um yeah because i mean you, you make a good point yeah because i mean seattle just happened to have the best team in the nfc ahead of them in their division that's really all all that it came out to and that's the difference between number one seed and a number five seed what if you have a situation where someone wins a division but they have a 10 and 6 record simply because their division is very competitive and then you have someone that finishes second in their division, but they have a good record. Part of the reason why is because them being number two and the number one team in that division were elite, and then the other two teams in their Trash. division were like Cincinnati. And mm-hmm. I mean, of course, they don't play in the same division, but you know, as bad as Cincinnati and as bad as the Dolphins. Like. Yeah, I mean, and I guess we already don't take that into account anyway. Like for wild card reasons, for example, you know, if the five seed and the six seed are both ten and six, you know. They don't look at that as far as like a tiebreaker. They look at your, I think they look at your conference record or your head-to-head if you guys have ever played head-to-head. Right. They look at your conference record as opposed to your division record. Um, 
So I mean, I'm not I'm not necessarily opposed to that either. Um, but that that's where you get into like college football, and it's kind of like strength of schedule and all those yeah. all those kind of things. Um, I know they can do strength of schedule a little bit. It's like a far tiebreaker, I think, where they go to strength of schedule. It's not like high on the priority list, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not too opposed to that either. But yeah, Philly just shouldn't have been the fourth seed. They literally limped into the playoffs with half a squad. Yeah, that, that division was awful. It was it was the Cowboys for the taking. Yeah, yeah. they I mean, multiple times. Uh, yeah, dropped the ball. Yeah, well, I mean, Stephen A. made year. a well. Somebody made a whole song of Stephen A. talking about it. <laughs> it's the Cowboys. Okay, do you expect different this year? Next With Mike year? McCarthy at the helm or what? Yeah, new coach, man. Honestly, uh, I hope so. I really do, just because we do have a ton of talent. I mean, the upside, Michael Gallup, like. Um, Dak, Dak is gonna be Dak. I just hope he's more. Man. I just hope he's more consistent with his arm, with his legs, um, and just like we. Honestly, it's not necessarily the players themselves. I just hope we run better plays that are suited for the squad that we have. I feel like we we're running a lot of plays that were either telegraphed or or not suited to like the strength of our actual squad um but i think it a lot of it, it will come down to play calling uh and i hope mike mccarthy and squad will help fix those things but i think people just have to like show up and ball out you know what i mean like if we're we had the best record for a while and then we just let it slip away and then we lost after loss and i think what really happened was Jason Garrett and company lost the locker room. And so I think a lot of the players themselves checked out like halfway through the season. You know what I mean? Like they, you, you play a game and I, I don't know if you guys been on squads where it's like, like we playing, but we, we kind of just like, like showing up. Not, not that that's what they were doing, but it kind of felt like that just because, you no longer you no longer had the respect of, of mm-hmm. the coach, and it's it's harder to show up when when you feel like, man, why are we even running this? Or, or no, I've definitely dealt with that before, and then I've dealt with it on the other side where you're a coach and you just it just falls apart, like it just doesn't click. They right. don't they don't respect you. They don't agree with your philosophy. You can't get them to buy in. There's nothing you can do. You've done all you can. And it's just like, all right, now we just gotta watch this fall apart until it, yeah, until the season's over. Sometimes, sometimes you happens. you legit just need a new message. You need a new voice. Um, you know, we see the things that Andy Reid's doing in Kansas City, but people forget that he got fired. You know, in Philly. Yeah. Eventually, his time was he just was up. Hired like three days later. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, his time was just up in Philly. Philly yeah. needed to move forward. Um, so it just happens. It happens to the best of them. It happens to the worst of them. You know, Garrett was there for nine years. I, I wonder mean, if he. Cried that's the only after thing. That Super Bowl. Who? Andy Reid. After the 05 Super Bowl? No, after the one that against the Patriots. Oh, you're talking about the conference championship? Oh, no, no, the Super Bowl against yeah. the Patriots. Okay, in 05. Um, no, I'm talking about the one that Philly was just in. He oh. wasn't the coach. That's oh, the point. Oh, oh, I see. I <laughs> yeah, see, that's I see. what I'm saying. No, like, I don't. I don't. You know, I, I, you gotta I mean, be close salty. now. Look, you got to be a little soft. He's close now. I mean, I, mean, I, think, he, I think he's all right. You win some, you lose like, some. Like the way people were talking about DeMar DeRozan being salty over Kawhi Leonard winning with the Raptors. I mean, you think about you, Vince Carter, 
Like you, you used to be that guy. You're you were in that position and you couldn't do it, and you see somebody else do it. That's Andy like, Reid wasn't a little that's like, salty. That's like being salty that your ex is getting married. I, or, I think or your ex it is, happens. I, I like you, you try to get a girl pregnant for a year and she just don't get pregnant. Who tries and then y'all to get break pre- up? Who tries to get a girl pregnant for a year? It happens. I get calls all the time about uh, in vitro benefits because they just can't get pregnant. Like you can't get a girl pregnant and then y'all break up and then. Four months later, she pregnant, and you DMing her. Is it mine? No. That shows. <laughs> you got you to talk like, to your no, soldiers about no, that. You too much friend. Like you, that gotta hurt your your soul a little bit. I mean, I think my analogies today are. On I think point. he's. I think he's focused. Yeah, you, <laughs> Carl Owen today. I think. I think he's focusing on what he needs to focus on, which is now. But I mean, at the time. He probably thought about it. He probably reminisced. He was like, "All right, snap back to reality. You can't harbor on things like that, especially it's, it's in the past. It's not. What can he do? Call him up, be like, hey, y'all know I set y'all for greatness.' Like, nah. Yeah, that's well, what Mark. That's what Mark Jackson did. But it, I feel like it was. It was so far. It was such a big time gap. Uh, yeah. it's, not, it's not like okay, Mark Jackson, where okay, I was just there. The next year, y'all win. Um, it's like, eh. But you know. Andy Reid had already been gone for four or five years. That's a new organization. It's a players that weren't even there are there now. You know, players right. that you coached aren't there anymore. So I don't, I don't really put too much stock into Back it. Back to the Cowboys, real quick, real briefly. The only thing that I'm glad that we have a new coach and and all that stuff. I just I gotta ask y'all, why do you think it took so long? Nine years. That's a long time I mean, to be average. Well, would you? How easy would it be for you to fire your son? Basically, that's that's the relationship that Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones have. I look at it more like we see it all the time where a coach is hired, two three years later he's fired, and somebody always asks, "Why didn't you just give him more time to see if it worked?" Sometimes. You just have to see if it will work. Nine years, though? That's almost a whole decade. Exactly. But everybody doesn't have immediate success. Sometimes you have to let a coach sit. Sometimes you have to do that. But you have, I mean, how many different quarterbacks have we had? How many different, like, I mean, he really had one for the majority of the time. For the majority of the time. Who, Romo? Yeah, I mean, you have Romo, and then you move on with a quarterback who you feel like, okay, now this might be the guy. Because Romo, he can't play anymore. But I mean, just it, all the different squads. I'm just, it's watching it as a Cowboys fan was just. You find the right fit for your coach. It was, it was, it was cringeworthy. I mean, the same way you, okay, this is my quarterback for 10 years and I never won a Super Bowl, but I have wide receivers coming in and out. I have linebackers coming in and out. I have running backs coming in and out. O line coming in and out because I feel like this is my guy. I just got to find the right pieces around him. At some point, you look at Jason Garrett and you say, I don't think he's a terrible coach. I just think we've yet to put the right team in front of him. At some point, I feel like that's the conversation Jerry Jones had to have had in his mind to delusion. justify keeping him for nine years. This is it's a delusion. He wanted to make it work. He want, I, I mean, think I that's think what you really all was. want to. Like, you draft Johnny Manziel, you want it to work. You don't know it's going to fail, but then... Yeah. All right. I mean, you drive Derek Carr. Like, all right, I want it to work, and then at some point you move on. But I mean, that's that's what you do when you build a team. I guess. 
Yeah. I mean, we all say Mark Jackson left too early. Like at some you it's it's a it's a catch twenty two. Like, do I let this person stay there and then see if it works, or do I just cut them early and then wonder what if? Yeah. I mean it's nine years, yes, but who else would you have gotten to win you a Super Bowl in that time period? For certain. Nobody. Like you don't know. Like, oh no, we could have had Bill Cowher as soon as he left the Steelers. You don't know if that would have got a Super Bowl. I mean, there's NCA coaches too. I mean, but you don't know if that would. You could have. You the never same know thing. how they're gonna translate to the league. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. Like you don't you know, know. Nick Saban won a national championship with LSU, then went to the Dolphins, and you know it was terrible there. Um, and it turns out that he's just a tremendous college coach, and I think part of the reason why he's never even tried the NFL again. So, what's the the offensive coordinator? Like he was like a. USC and then the Patriots like you just keep going back and forth everybody keep talking about like how good of an offensive coordinator he is but you're thinking of like Lane Kiffin yeah but it's like I think he's just a good college he needs to stay in college it don't always work out for him like oh no we gonna give him a he's gonna win like you don't know that alright so let's move on to college football so we have the national championship game LSU took care of business against Clemson uh, 42-25 Joe Burrow balled out yeah, he was, I guess, all right, is 463 yards with five touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Yeah, I mean, you look at my Madden player, I beat that every game. Yeah, on rookie. So what? what's your guys' takeaway from the game, from Joe Burrow, even Trevor Lawrence, who struggled in the game? I knew LSU has some nice safeties. So I wasn't – I knew that had Clemson lost – had Trevor Lawrence not had a magnificent performance, I wouldn't have been shocked because I knew who they were going up against. Joe Burrow, that man had a squad. He did ball out, but that man had a squad. Yeah, he did. Like, they got a corner. That man is 18. That man was targeted six times, gave up one catch for 12 yards and no touchdowns. They had a squad. Yeah, I mean, he's got a heck of a running back in Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, receiving targets, next level. He's got Thaddeus Moss at tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's definitely got a squad. I know a lot of credit has been given to uh, Joe Brady, who's like the passing game coordinator for the Tigers. Well, I guess now he's – I think he's moving to Carolina, Carolina. Yeah. As, as an offensive coordinator, I believe. Yeah, and now they're right? saying Carolina should try should to, try to trade pick. up for a Joe Burrow. Good luck with that. But – I think not to say because, I mean, Joe Burrow put up the greatest statistical season for a quarterback. I mean, threw for 60 touchdown passes. That broke the FBS record. Not to say that I think he's going to be, you know, the second coming of Joe Montana or anything like that. But I think the Bengals have someone that they are or will have someone that they're really going to be able to build around now and believe in. There's not going to be any of this on the fence, you know, like how people are about Andy Dalton. Is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Joe Burrow is going to be the guy for sure. I'm not saying he's going to be a top five QB when it's all said and done, but I think he's going to get the job done. Do you what think do you mean by job done? I think uh, get the job done as in, you know, constantly compete for the playoffs, probably, probably a regular playoff appearance, you know, quarterback. I'm not going to say Super Bowl winning quarterback because that's so much relies on the team. Right. But I could see him, you know, being able to will his team to victories. Uh, we see a lot of quarterbacks that can't quite do that. You know, they're in the league, you know, but everything else needs to go perfect. I could see Joe Burrow being able to actually take over a game. He's mobile enough. Um, he's a good enough athlete. 
um, to where he can just tuck it and run as well. His arm isn't elite, but he's accurate, which accuracy is key, you yeah, know, especially when you're talking about timing it. routes in the NFL. It doesn't matter if you can throw for 80 yards if, you know, your receiver it's can't off. catch it. So, right. yeah. So immediate impact. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, def- definitely immediate impact. He should start from day one. Yeah. Y'all got any other takes on the game or y'all want to get to Odell? I mean, I don't really think it's much to take from the game. You got a winner, you got a loser. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. Congratulations, to LSU. Yeah. So, yeah. congrats, LSU. So, look, I guess let's talk the stuff that happened after the final buzzer then. Somehow, Odell Beckham finds himself involved in the situation, heavily involved. This like he's playing for LSU right former now. Former LSU player. Former LSU Tiger. He was spotted on camera actually giving money to LSU players. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson was one of them. You know, you could tell him pulling out bills and, you know, slapped it in his hand and all that stuff. LSU is trying to say that the money was fake. Uh, that it was like novelty money. But Joe Burrow dry snitched on a podcast and was like, no, Odell gave me real money. But I, it doesn't matter because after the, you know, final buzzer, I'm no longer a student athlete. So he could take that money. It's no problem for him. Right. So he had that issue show up. Um, also, Odell has a, an arrest warrant uh, out right now. Free for, Odell. Well, I'm saying <laughs> well, when he goes in, free Odell, yeah. So he's it's basically a simple battery charge for uh, slapping the butt of a police officer uh, who filed the complaint. Um, it was in the locker room. The whole video is just weird to watch. Yeah. Because he's, like, standing behind the dude. Like, the police officer is, like, checking the bottle of, like, one of the LSU players. Like, mm-hmm. I think making sure it's not alcohol or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And Odell's just kind of, like, standing behind him. And then he just slaps him on the butt, like he was just like, like winding yeah, up and him just up the like whole time. it was just weird. And then sus. for the perfect moment, it was very yeah. sus. And then the police officer like is like looking at him and talking to him and stuff. And then Odell just starts dancing. Yeah, he's just really like just, like backing up, but dancing like in his face. Yeah, it's it just weird. It's a very weird situation. But what I think if you he guys, was drunk? No, I think he was Odell. I, yeah, I was gonna say I think it's Odell being Odell. But what do you guys take away from all this stuff? Why why are we still talking about why are we talking about Odell when it's the LSU Tigers that won the national championship? Because he's a superstar and he's entertaining to watch. I mean, uh, it's it, to me. Let me let me just say this: it's it's petty on on a lot of levels, um, and but it's also really dumb of Odell to like do that. I mean. Not just being a black man, but also just like, like why that? Right. You know what I mean? You could have been like, "Hey, let me talk to you real quick," or yeah. like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, you're you're a black man in the South. You just technically assaulted a police officer. Why do you think that they wouldn't be authorized to shoot you? And you know, man, I don't, when it comes to giving the money, he could have been smarter about that. That was just dumb. Why on camera though? On like this is it's just a lot of it. Knowing all them cameras around, knowing all them eyes were around. Yeah, I would like to think that he was smart enough to only give it to seniors who were no longer student athletes right. at that point. Like Joe Burrow's made clear. When it comes to battery on a police officer, I'm sorry. I feel like one he shouldn't have did it because it was just weird. <laughs> like you slap a player on the butt. I've been an athlete. I know yeah. what that's like. It, it is what it is. It's part of the game. Slapping the officer on the butt, one was weird. Two, man, I got to call the officer out. I'm not reporting no grown man for slap. I'm I'm handling that. Yeah. We got to talk. I think no, part, me I think and you, we step it. into the side. We got to talk about yeah. that. Don't touch me like that. I'm a grown man. You want to 
report it and then issue an arrest right. warrant. I don't care if you are a police officer. If, that was if soft. It, if it was the backup offensive lineman from LSU, I don't think a report gets filed. But it was no. Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, I'm I'm gonna make an example of you. Exactly. Oh uh, man. Yeah. But that's but, I but you could, that he was you, pressured into that. Yeah, but you could do your part <coughs> by not, you know, putting yourself in that kind of situation exactly. to you know, you're a target. You know, people love to scrutinize you every opportunity they get. So So no, he did it to himself. Yeah, he did. But just but I, I'm not I'm not Do you think he's that. getting out of it though? I mean, yeah, yeah he's a, he's only gonna get a fine maximum. Yeah, he's not going to yeah. jail you know? for that. Yeah, like technically, you can serve up to six months in jail, but if if he was sent to six months in jail, I would be highly shocked. I would be shocked. The NAACP and ACLU, everyone will be on that. Black Lives Matter would be on that. It would be a slap on the butt. Like, come on. Yeah, now. it would be insane. So they don't want they don't want that kind of smoke. I'd go get a free Odell Beckham hoodie. I want. I would. I would make one with him catching the ball on the back of it. That'd be fire. Or what? Or with a butt in his hand? <laughs> I was gonna say that, but I don't know how you put it. I mean, I guess you can edit like a. No, nah, you put the, the peach emoji. Right. Yeah, with the Bro, peach emoji. Yeah. 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 You know, hey, keep it PG. let's get the main now. <laughs> That's an investment. You want to capitalize on it now? Yeah, it's like when you go get them Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl t shirts made before the game even starts. And then they go to Africa when they lose. Yeah, you you got terrible investment if they lose. But if they win, you get them started early. Right. That's real. That's real. All right, so let's go on to uh, NBA rookies. It's been a pretty great year for rookies so far. Obviously, the talk is John Morant. What do you guys take away from these rookies? Who who do you have your eye on? Who do you think is a potential, you know, rookie of the year down the road? You know, we're almost halfway through the season now. Now, before the NBA draft, when they were discussing all of the products, uh, prospects, I'm sorry, when they were discussing all of the prospects, uh, John Morant, Zion, you know, so on and so forth. I started looking at John Morant's game. I started looking at his clips. I started watching videos about him and how he and Zion played on the team together, but he wasn't really viewed as like a star. At that time, he might have been like the fourth, viewed as like the fourth best player uh, in the starting five. And I really fell in love with this man's game. I mean, you look at him, he's about 6'3". You know, he's athletic, he can shoot, he can handle, he can pass. You know, he's long to where he can, you know, they always talk about a, a person's length and uh, their potential to be an NBA defender. You know, as a Sacramento Kings fan, I really started questioning how I would feel if the Kings had a chance to get John Morant in exchange for like uh, De'Aaron Fox. And I honestly would not have minded. Like, I really like John Morant's game. What? I thought you was really high on De'Aaron Fox. I like John Morant more, to be honest with you. Like, really coming into the NBA draft, I really wanted some way for that to happen. And I'm watching this kid, and I start getting upset with myself because I start thinking about the fact of him. I'm sorry, I start thinking about the possibility of him being a bust. Like, there are certain players that I really Who, just De'Aaron? like. No, uh, Ja. Ja? There are certain players that I really just kind of like fall in love with to where it's like if they were to fail, it would bother me. Like I really liked Thomas Robinson coming out of Kansas. When oh, it he was nice. When it didn't work, that really bothered me. He was nice and I, it was a, well. There's a lot. I think we've talked about that before. How certain people's game don't translate yeah. over. Like uh, Scotty Reynolds. 
Yeah. Four-year player at Villanova. Villanova. I love Scotty Reynolds. It didn't work. John Morant, I really, really like this kid. And I, I watch him play. I'm concerned for his health because I see the way he plays and how aggressive he is and how he attacks the rim. Uh, you know, he has a very slim frame. I'm concerned about the upkeep of his body, landing hard, you know, trying to dunk on everybody. It's exciting to watch, but you do start thinking about his durability. It's not but sustainable. I, right, I think but I really like that kid. And at this point, he's easily a rookie of the year for me. I think. Especially with especially if they make the playoffs. It's over. Yeah. I agree. I think he's the front runner for sure. I think he will. He's young enough to figure it out before he starts having those issues like because of his build he's not built like zion where that's a body type not seen doing mm. doing things that are unheard of the way josh josh uh job plays um like that kind of shifty guard high he's kind of almost like a high riser too where he's he's ready to catch a body like every game and he has like outside game he, he he's pretty solid across the board um i think he's just only going to get better in, in all of those categories the only thing i would say he probably just needs to see how he can utilize <clears throat> his teammates a little bit better but also just put on a little bit of weight you know you, you need to get in the weight room so when you go into the paint you know and you 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 taking those those bumps and you know you you're, you're going to the free throw line you're, it doesn't, you know, in an 82 game season, when you get halfway through the season, you're like, man, I'm, I'm ready to, like, call it quit, not call it quits, but you know what I mean. It, you're feeling it way more than what you would have if you didn't have those extra 10 to 15, 20 pounds, you know. Right. So I think that's, and they'll they'll help him along with that. And I, I he has a, a I think he, his dad, I think his dad is very close to his training. Um, so I think they'll, they'll be monitoring that. I, I don't, I don't really have any concerns. Um, but as far as like standouts, I think we, we talked about before we started recording Eric Pascal. Yeah. Who for the Warriors. plays for the Warriors, former Villanova player. Um, he's doing pretty good. Uh, Kendrick Nunn for the heat is doing well too. He's averaging yeah. like 15 a game. Um, and he There's was, a lot he of was undrafted. So. Um, yeah, he he's playing very well. No, I really like his yeah. game as well because I've seen him make big shots. Yeah, and that's a that's something that I really enjoy watching from young players that fearlessness. But it's not just the fearlessness; you have to be able to be able to make them. Yeah, because if you just taking all of them, yeah, it's not just taking stupid shots and right. you know it goes in or whatever the case is. Um, so yeah, no shout shout out to the rookies. Um, and we haven't even seen Zion yet. Hopefully, Zion will be on the court next week i believe uh, making his debut against the spurs so um we'll get at least some highlights from him so i do think that's a mistake i feel like at this point just sit out the entire season Mm. just let next year be your official rookie year just joel and b ben simmons so you can win rookie of the year next year not necessarily (laughs) just you can win rookie of the year next year it's just what are you playing for right now but i mean yeah they're not playing for a playoff push they're they're playing to get butts in the but i think i think part of it Part well, of this is they're cool. playing him to get puts in, puts but in but you also want to see how this team this current roster plays together. You want to see how Lonzo looks with Zion. Does it work the way you think it's going to work? Is he? If not, do we need to look to move on from Zion? Uh, what do, or not Zion? But look to move on from Lonzo. Basically, figure out how does this team gel. Does it look like this team has potential to gel? 
you know, three years down the road? Or do we need to make start making some wholesale changes? I mean, if anything, I feel like the only thing you might want to do is make sure he can play with Brandon Ingram since he's going to be up this year. But I don't know. I, I really don't. I feel like you can figure that out next year. You can. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting him back on the floor risks re-aggravating his injury. So I don't know if you want to. Well, that's you got to be pretty injury. sure. Mm-hmm. True, but I mean. How long has he been out? He's been out like most of the all season. All year. All year, right? Yeah. He's, he hasn't yeah, played he hasn't, one he hasn't game. Not one yet. official game. He's he only a, played in the preseason. Is he 100%? I mean, I would hope if they put him on the court. But oh, I, yeah. just, I just really don't see the benefit for Zion playing right now. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how he looks when he gets when he gets on the court. And hopefully he doesn't get in a situation where he ends up re-aggravating an injury or, or anything mm-hmm. like yeah, that. So. Hopefully not. That'd be bad for the Pelicans, bad for the league, etc. Yeah, so that's all we got for you guys. Uh, thanks for tuning into this episode. We're back. Uh, we to hope be to. Back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, we hope to come back to you guys with these episodes. You know, on a weekly basis, get back into rotation as usual. Follow us on all of our platforms: uh, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. And yeah, till next time, y'all. Peace. It's all right. See you.